Welcome to the Modern Mean Mom Podcast. We're your hosts, Chelsea and Melissa. We believe behind every well-adjusted human is a mean mom. We're students of respectful parenting and recovering children of the stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about generation. We're here to share our triumphs, our epic mom fails, and hopefully some laughs along the way. So settle in and let's get mean. Hi, Chelsea. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. The sun's out, like it's getting warmer here and I can get my kids outside and it's Mm. life changing. That makes such a difference when you can get them outside and the fresh air and the sunshine. I feel like they sleep better, eat better. My house stays cleaner. Oh, yeah. That's an added (laughs) bonus. Um, Side note to our listeners for today's episode, we are in Chelsea's house and we have left all six children um, to be cared for by our modern mean dads. That's right. So if you hear any background noise, just understand that, you know, like Chelsea likes to say, this is real life. Mm-hmm. And I was just about to say that. <laughs> I took the words out of your mouth. Um, so let's get right to it, Chelsea. Today we're going to talk about the S word, Mm. a very hot topic Mm -hmm. subject when it comes to children and especially toddlers, sharing. Mm -hmm. What comes up for you? So my story is short and sweet and I think that it kind of sums up that whole experience in my household. We were driving to church one morning. And my three-year-old is singing, Jesus loves me, this I know. And my four-year-old goes, no, Jesus loves me. (laughs) And I'm like, Jesus loves everyone. (laughs) It's like non-discriminatory. Jesus can love more than one person. It is true. So imagine that apply to basically everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like I put out a lot of fires every day. And, and the cliche is so real. They're either best friends or worst enemies. So there's very little in-between ground. Mm. So sharing is, I need all the tips. Mm. <laughs> well, we're going we're gonna to talk sharing and we're going we're gonna to use our, our real life experiences because mm-hmm. we value those. Um, and we'll, we'll also bring in you know, what the experts say, my personal guru, Janet Lansbury. Um, But for me, what's coming up with sharing is, again, sibling related. I feel like, I just feel like I can't, I can't sit, it's so hard to sit back and watch Mm -hmm. your three-year-old just take toy after toy out of the hands of your 10 month old mm-hmm. because I feel so strongly that I want to get in there and mm-hmm. stand up for my baby girl because she she can't even stand by <laughs> <Right>. herself physically <laughs> yet um but when I do that I am making my son the aggressor and I'm making my daughter the victim and those are not those aren't the labels I want to put on these mm-hmm. you know beautiful children that I've been you know, given to steward in this life, but it's so hard. Like today, so my daughter has a uh, has a playpen that mm-hmm. she 
plays in by herself. We, you know, it's her yes space, yeah, which is a safe zone. Yes, her own space where I can put her in there if I have to leave the room and I know she's not gonna like Good. stick a fork and an outlet. Yeah. There's nothing troubling in there. Because heaven forbid you have to pee or something, oh, yeah. like you selfish woman. Right. <laughs> like just wear a diaper, mom. Okay. Um, so I'll put her in there and she's she has started to do this funny thing where she will throw her toys out of this out out the side <laughs> sides of the playpen and she'll stand up like okay who's gonna give them back now you know <laughs> so my son started putting the toys back in there and now he's actually going in the playpen too mm-hmm. and she'll be sitting there playing you know just looking at a, a stuffed bunny and he'll take it from her and he'll give her something else mm-hmm. and just really getting all up in her space mm-hmm. so i'm trying to juggle okay he's experimenting being a big brother and she's experimenting getting her little world Mm -hmm. rocked a little bit by Mm -hmm. having a buddy in the playpen with her and it is just a lot to juggle um it's a lot to juggle period it is a lot to juggle and then you think of the fact that your firstborn this transition is hardest on them Right. Because this is the first time they've ever been expected to have to give something up mm-hmm. or wait mm-hmm. to get their hands on something or watch somebody else having a really fun time. Right. With- <laughs> well, because the the toy that my son loves most is whatever my daughter is That's playing with right. at the time. Right. Uh-huh. Because the toy in motion is more fun mm-hmm. than a toy laying on the ground. So I know I, I, I talked a little bit about this in one of my blog posts on how I reintroduced independent playtime. But what I ended up doing just to to keep the peace in our house and give my son back a little of, give my son back some ownership on some things was we decided, okay, anything that's on the living room floor is fair game. Yeah. And if you have like three or four really, really special toys that you don't want Mm -hmm. your sister to get, then those are going to go up to your room. And boy, you are welcome anytime to go up there and play and have fun and do your thing. Um, and that's great because it gives him time away, time to yeah. himself to really get into that independent play where, mm-hmm. you know, the magic happens, I, I like to say. Um, and it also separates him from his sister so she can do the same. Yeah. But I'll never forget... The one time we were at a playground with our kids together mm-hmm. and there was some incident that happened with sharing. And because you and I are comfortable with each other and our kids, mm-hmm. we're able to just kind of sit back and let things get uncomfortable before we mm-hmm. decide to step in, if we step in at all. And uh, I think my son took something from my daughter and you said, you know, she's never, she will never struggle with that. Because she's always going to be used to having to find something else, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas the firstborns are used to always having their pick of the of the land, right? Right. Right. And I and I love that you say that because I think that it shows us the benefit of not intervening, right? Mm. Like there's learning that's happening there. It's uncomfortable for us sometimes, but there is learning that's happening there. Because when I watch my my subsequent children my second my third and my fourth 
and my first will like I don't know to come in and be very like type A just like take something or try to be too controlling Mm -hmm. and when I watch them cope so easily it it just comes so naturally to them and they're like oh you know what screw you I'm gonna just go find something and they walk away and grab something else you know Mm -hmm. where do they get that from they learned how to do that because they they experienced that over and over and came up with their they had to evolve. They yeah. had to grow. Mm-hmm. And so we need to let our firstborns experience that mm-hmm. uncomfortableness a little bit more. That re- that brings to mind, there's a chapter in Janet Lansbury's Elevating Child Care um, called Toddlers and Sharing. And in it, she talks about how, as parents, we often misuse the word share when we tell our children to share what we're actually telling them is to give up what they are playing with or give up what they are doing and give it to somebody else Mm -hmm. um and how that that doesn't really teach your child like the correct and proper meaning of the word sharing what you're what you're teaching them is Okay, you need to give up what you want because someone else wants it. And that's so true because when I use the word share, what do you want your kid to do right away? Give something up. It's like, hand that over, right. basically, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And um, and I feel this pressure, especially like in a public setting, like at a playground or a library where there's toys. Um, you know, if my child take something that someone else has or if someone else is interested in something he has I immediately feel this pressure on yes. me to perform right. yes to perform for the other parents even though I've read all the books mm-hmm. I've taken a course I feel like I have a good understanding mm-hmm. on like the respectful lens to see to see and teach mm-hmm. sharing through but I even find myself going okay um all right, well, you've played with that long enough, so maybe we should hand it over. Oh, my gosh. If that is not the realest thing in the world, <laughs> like, yes, anytime you're anywhere, right? If, it doesn't matter if your kid just picked that toy up 10 seconds ago, mm-hmm. but if, like, somebody comes behind you and is standing there, you're obligated, you almost feel like, to be like, okay, now you have to, okay, give that, give them a turn. Like, yeah, yeah. The concept, the concept of, of taking turns and and then if the sharing situation escalates because your child wasn't ready to give that toy up and it, it turns into an argument or a fight then that that puts us in even shakier ground because that's when we start assigning those labels like okay you're the aggressor you're the victim um you're you know you took that toy you need to mm-hmm. give it back and even though we're not saying it it's implied. It's implied, and it's it's the message that we're putting out there. Mm-hmm. So, one of uh, one of the things that Magda Gerber um, talked about, and and uh, you know Janet Lansbury, is this idea of sports casting. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to sit back and do nothing when your child is having a a sharing struggle, mm-hmm. um, and sports casting is just narrating what is happening not putting judgment Mm -hmm. or blame on anyone like if you've ever watched a basketball game baseball game it's literally like a play-by-play so 
An example of that would be, okay, you're playing with this toy and it looks like that boy wants it. Or you took that toy from him and now he's crying. But sometimes just by sports casting, the situation, and letting your child, um, letting your child hear you kind of say, okay, this is what I see happening. In my experience, sometimes I'll be surprised and my son will hand the toy back over because mm-hmm. the other kid is crying or he'll decide to keep it. And I'm fine with both outcomes because at, the, at such a young age where they can't really understand mm-hmm. the complexities of sharing and why we should share, you know, sharing is an integral part of like the adult world. Mm-hmm. But for three, four, two, three, four year olds, I'm okay letting them be a little selfish, mm-hmm. you know? So, as you talk about sports casting in this situation, in a sharing situation, I feel like doing that um, gives your kid the power. And I feel like when we empower our kids, they usually, like, will surprise us. I think kids need attention and they need power within the scope of their Mm -hmm. capabilities, Mm -hmm. right? Like, okay, you can pick out your clothes even if you are wearing a Christmas sweater and, like, your swimming shorts. Right. You know? and, and A little bit of autonomy. That's what helps with independence and, mm-hmm. and the development of a lot of these skills that we are so critical to living in a society, like you said. So when you're sportscasting, instead of being the puppeteer, like, you need to do this now. I'm trying to pull your strings. Mm-hmm. You're... In allowing them the space to make a decision for themselves. And like you said, they're not going to always make the right decision, but you're giving them an arena in which they can practice exactly. making good decisions. Exactly. And when you when you intervene too quickly or you make those decisions for them, you're taking away that opportunity for them to grow and learn some social skills. But sometimes just by sports casting the situation and letting your child um letting your child hear you kind of say okay this is what i see happening in my experience sometimes i'll be surprised and my son will hand the toy back over because mm-hmm. the other kid is crying or he'll decide to keep it and i'm fine with both outcomes because at the, at such a young age where they can't really understand mm-hmm. The complexities of sharing and why we should share. You know, sharing is an integral part of, like, the adult world. Mm-hmm. But for three, four, two, three, four-year-olds, I'm okay letting them be a little selfish, mm-hmm. you know? So, as you talk about sports casting in this situation, in a sharing situation, I feel like doing that um, gives your kid the power. And I feel like when we empower our kids, they usually like will surprise us. I think kids need attention and they need power within the scope of their mm-hmm. capabilities, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay, you can pick out your clothes even if you are wearing a Christmas sweater and like your swimming shorts, right? You know, and, and a little bit of autonomy. That's what helps with independence and. Mm-hmm. 
and the development of a lot of these skills that we are so critical to living in a society, like you said. So when you're sports casting, instead of being the puppeteer, like you need to do this now, I'm trying to pull your strings. Mm-hmm. You're allowing them the space to make a decision for themselves. And like you said, they're not going to always make the right decision, but you're giving them an arena in which they can practice making good decisions. Exactly. And when you, when you intervene too quickly or you make those decisions for them, you're taking away that opportunity for them to grow and learn some social skills. But sometimes just by sports casting the situation and letting your child um letting your child hear you kind of say okay this is what i see happening in my experience sometimes i'll be surprised and my son will hand the toy back over because mm-hmm. the other kid is crying or he'll decide to keep it and i'm fine with both outcomes because at the, at such a young age where they can't really understand mm-hmm. The complexities of sharing and why we should share. You know, sharing is an integral part of like the adult world. Mm-hmm. But for three, four, two, three, four year olds, I'm okay letting them be a little selfish. Mm-hmm. So, another thing Janet Lansbury uh, adv- advises in the chapter from the book I'm talking about are ways you can practically teach sharing. Mm-hmm. And the first one is, no surprise, modeling. Ugh, I thought you, I was hoping you would say something else. <laughs> Which is, you know, um, any opportunity you can get to to share in a practical way that makes sense. Which for in my house is always, I want a bite of that. Right. Mommy, yes. I want a bite of that. <laughs> sure, I would love to share this bagel mm-hmm. with you. I would love to share this last piece of pizza in the house with you. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you're modeling. Um, and then acknowledge it when they demonstrate it. So make sure you are calling out the, the nice behavior mm-hmm. when they do share. Like, I saw you... I saw you hand that block back to your sister. That was so nice of you. But don't overpraise. Mm-hmm. You know, keep it keep it real. We don't need to like create kids who seek our approval for every little <laughs> thing that they do. But, but you no, know. I think that's great advice because I um, I think that sometimes the days are busy, and I step in to say, "Don't do that." You need to share that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. And, and, and forget the benefit of praising the good behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm like in, in fire extinguisher mode. Well, it's so hard. And that's why we're here and we're talking, right? Because motherhood is the hardest job I know I've ever had. I don't want to speak for you, but I'm guessing it's... It ain't easy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is... It is a road that is bumpy, curvy, windy. Um, but I, f- I feel like having these discussions and learning ways we can handle these situations in a, a better way for both parties, right? Um, in That's a, in, all we can do. In ways that also allow us to sleep well at night, too. There you know, you like keep it easy, keep it, you know... Um, don't give it a lot of energy. Our kids are going to have sharing struggles. It's just going to happen, right? And 
um, there's a there's a video on on YouTube mm-hmm. that I'll link in the show notes um, from the Rye organization back when Magda Gerber was doing um, doing classes and like working with toddlers. There's this precious video of her working with these two little boys and one was walking and one was kind of walking and they're just going back and forth grabbing the same stuff and she's sports casting the whole time and she's just like sitting there like this calm little angel like oh he grabbed that now oh you're grabbing it too oh he he pulled it away from you oh you don't like that you look upset now oh here he's he's coming to give it back oh nope now he's taking it and she says this line that is so brilliant and i want to leave it i want to leave our listeners with this Mm -hmm. um she says "Eh, sometimes we win sometimes we lose (laughs) ain't that the truth which is which is life which is motherhood which is toddlerhood which is all of it so i guess i just want to say you know don't be afraid don't be afraid and don't beat yourself up when you lose and celebrate when you win that's awesome and that's all i got for you today mamas bye bye hope you enjoyed this episode of the modern mean mom podcast check out our patreon and consider supporting us so we can continue putting out great content follow us on instagram at modern mean mom or email us at modern mom at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you It takes a village. Thanks for being a part of ours.